I'm just saying the potential is there. Do you want to read the taste for the This is the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. We're coming to you full of life after an incredible Saturday of energy. We all gathered mm. and turned our apartment into a mini sports book and watched a ton of basketball. Guys, it was a great day. It really was. It was. It was terrific. When you two showed up, there was a vibe that entered into our living room of that apartment. And it didn't stop for another five hours, at least. A day that will live in... So we're going to review that day. We're going to review, because uh, your brother was fortunately in Vegas yeah. that same day. Everything aligned for us and the, the Degenerates. We watched a bunch of basketball. We're going to review that. We're going to review some of those games. We'll take a look back at Tuesday as well. We're also going to have a conversation with Lauren Brownlow. She will be our third guest this season. We talked with, of course, the Honorable Mr. Kenneth Pomeroy earlier on in the season. Also, Jeff Greer on the Louisville Beat. And LeBron Lowe, who is in the triangle. So you probably know her from WRAL Sports Fan, where she does the staple GIF previews. So we're going to get into a lot with Lauren Brownlow, my conversation with her earlier on. And also, we're going to, of course, preview what's coming up this Saturday as January comes to a close. Gentlemen, good to see you again. It's great because the last time I saw you was only a couple days ago and not a week ago. How are we? Amazing. <sighs> College basketball Mike, is Mike, so great. Mike, I still, I still feel Mike. Saturday in my bones. I, I tell you, it made me question my own life choices just because I had that much fun. I know you guys showed up late. You didn't know you were going to have that much fun. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. And, and I, then when you realized that live it. betting was on the table. <laughs> Everything was wide open. I don't know. It was just like, I imagine it's like when people take LSD for the first time. You know, it's like I saw behind the veil. I, I was like, this is what living is. You know, it was, it was amazing. And I, I love that. That Pooch was in <laughs> Vegas there. He could provide an alibi for us sure. by taking and our bets. We it was had, great. Mm. <laughs> Guthrie and I had Notre Dame first half with Syracuse, and that was – we should have just stopped there. But, no, Man, we, we kept going and going That might have been the easiest bet Yeah, we should have just season. pushed all the chips on that game and, and called it. But, no, no. Yeah, well, we had just, some other good moments. We, picked, we, we went on – we rode Wake Forest at NC State, which uh-huh. was great. Taylor, mm-hmm. Taylor yeah, was the good, author uh, of that. Call. I mean – Jump on Wake Forest right now. <laughs> Mike was in a corner by himself doing stuff with Tulsa and some teams you don't <laughs> yeah. even need to know about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, could, I could talk for 15 minutes about this uh, Tulsa USF game. Uh, it was it was a it was a great Golden Hurricane. Yeah, sh- we have to Disney shout out to, ice, to our our good friend Dave who was dealing with teams like Nebraska and Central Arkansas. I don't know who else was involved with. We got suckered them. into some bets on Florida. Florida. I remember the Florida game. Just like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. We yeah. got overeager. We got Stuff excited. happens. Yeah, stuff <laughs> happens. You get caught up in the moment. But I don't uh, regret it. I don't regret it You at know, all. one of the best stayaways we had all day was Florida we did State, not Louisville. bet Florida State Louisville, and we all wanted to take Florida State. I think we collectively knew that – Five and a half points was too high. When we picked it on the podcast, I think it was a two or three point game that we were picking against. Mm-hmm. But and, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and right. and we've liked Florida State, but we stayed away at five and a half, and the game ended up being a five point game. I was very proud of us. I, I felt really good about. I wanted that. the yeah. first half wow. though. I will say that. I'll, I'll take. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. I I'll, knew that but, you would say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I also wanted a, a lot of other stuff. <laughs> I wanted a lot of other stuff that didn't come true, but also DePaul and. Um, Butler. Butler. Butler turned into the the oh standing God. ovation game of 
See, right. that's just what How happens. How intense that was a was great that? game to watch. That I love the, it. That was the game that came down ah, to the wire fantastic. Of, of the afternoon games. Yeah, and, and when you're live betting those things, so when like Butler's down 13-2, to two, you know you can get them at plus 270 to win the game. And you take them, and then you just cheer for them throughout the game. And, you know, it was just it was an amazing experience. I don't think I sat down from 2 p.m. <laughs> to 5 p.m. I've got video <laughs> evidence. I wanna, I'm going to post it. I'll post I think, it. I think in my dreams every night since then, I've had Guthrie on repeat going, it's a Dave Letow coach team. <laughs> Dave Letow. That's all I hear yeah, in my mind. That's your former Every night yeah, I go to sleep. I, I remember that well. I remember that well. Whispering in my ear. Yeah. 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 All of you guys talking about, you know, oh, DePaul, they're they're winning. Don't worry. Oh, we got light. Oh, see, got that's what it sounded like. Dude, I can't tell. <laughs> this, see, when you hear that audio, you can't tell if it's a man dying or if it's a guy <laughs> celebrating a gambling win. And that's how you know you're having the best time ever. It was a good primer for, for what's coming for us come tournament time the first weekend. You know, the, the pilgrimage. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. It was a great drive run for the pilgrimage. We're going to have to do it again in February, I think. Uh, I think we so have good. to do it again. It was so good. It was awesome. If you two can find some hall passes. So be really, be really good husbands and fathers yeah, in the next couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, we'll try. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not getting any better at it. I keep trying. I'm not getting any better at it. But I'll try for you guys. I'll be a little bit better when I go home tonight. All right. Okay. We <laughs> want to remind you, as always, because uh, we are blessed to be sponsored by... Three Notched Brewing. That's right. The ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast is brought to you by Three Notched Brewing. Named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia, Three Notched Brewery develops innovative beers around the bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry. Three Notched Beers can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville, Harrisonburg, and Richmond, Virginia. Three Notched Brewing, leave your mark this week, gentlemen. In honor of having Mrs. Lauren Brownlow on the podcast, we're drinking uh, some brown ale, right? We've, we've got a baklava brown ale, and uh, it's got that nutty, sweet pastry flavor you <laughs> like with your dessert. It's real sticky. I feel like I've got just honey coating my tongue. Okay. All it's right. delicious. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a terrible beer to have. <laughs> and the last thing I want is a cinnamon roll beer. But it's actually very good. Um, you made it sound terrible, but it, it's actually excellent. And uh, yeah, there's also a double IPA with no IBUs in it. That's I can, right. I can feel a beer nerd somewhere, you know, just, uh, you know, whatever, born a fairy yeah. or something. Yeah, International Bitterness Units. That's what it stands so, Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. With that said, without further ado, earlier this afternoon, I had a conversation with Lauren Bradlow, a.k.a. Le Brownlow. Follow her on Twitter and read her stuff at W-R-A-L. And so here that is. All right, Lauren Bradlow is our guest for this installment of The Pod, a.k.a. Le Brownlow. You can follow her there on Twitter. You can find her at W-R-A-L Sports Fan and 99.9, the fan out of Raleigh. So her focus predominantly deals with triangle teams and that's going to be our central focus for this conversation. And what a better week to do it because we had NC State Duke this week, Lauren. And I would, uh, I really want to do an oral history on that. How are you? Welcome to the show. That's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the game. <laughs> Before we get there, just a quick backstory on how you got involved in the business of covering sports, covering the ACC, covering the Triangle, and also how. How your column really originated? Can you sort of take us through that journey of yours before we get into? Oh wow! Uh, yeah, just just a quick <laughs> okay. backstory. See, you and I talk all the time, but I've never heard this backstory. So there's your first curveball of the day. 
Yeah, well, um, I got into covering sports basically right out of school. I went to uh, UNC, and um, I got a job covering North Carolina right out of school. And a few years after that, I sort of wanted to branch out, and I ended up covering. I started sort of a niche of my own and, and started freelancing for a small paper around here and started covering all three local teams for football and basketball, so State, Duke, Carolina, some way thrown in there when I could, and eventually um, ACCSports.com sort of became aware of me, and they wanted me to start doing uh, previews for the ACC games, and after some sort of tinkering and whatnot, it it sort of evolved into my GIF previews. Fox Sports uh, Carolina has also hired me out of that experience, and I worked for them for a couple years, and... uh, Hosted a morning radio show for a bit, and here I am. And I've, I've been into sports. I've been into basketball as long as I can remember. Football took me oh, a little me bit too. longer yeah. to warm up to. But, oh, yeah, yeah, for basketball, growing up around here, you know, sure. it's hard not to grow up loving it. Yeah, see, for those out there who are not familiar with the sports reporting profession or the sports journalism in general, that's how you do it. You bounce around to different outlets, unlike someone such as me who has stayed put on the same beat. Let's go. Let's go into uh, some more questions. The GIF, obviously, the GIF previews are the staple of LeBron Low. Was there any inspiration? Was there a, a light bulb moment, or did that just sort of evolve? I wish I could sort of remember like how the GIF part of it actually came about. Um, Jim Young used to be the editor over at ACCSports.com. He and I are still good friends. He's out of the business now, but he and I would sort of. Uh, you know, collaborate on that. He's the one who sort of brought me on to do the previews, and, and we did this narrative thing about wins and losses, like when a team wins, what sort of the narrative is going to be. You know, like, for instance, uh, Wake Forest loses a road game. You know, oh, Wake Forest lost another road game, whatever, who cares? You know, something yeah. like that, for instance, you know. Uh, Virginia loses a game, oh, that slow style will never work, whatever. Something along those lines. And so sort of a facetious look at, at, at sort of the – sweeping judgments that get made around ACC hoops whenever anybody wins or loses. And I don't even remember exactly, to be honest, I'd have to ask Jim because I I wonder, I think it was some sort of collaboration between the two of us. And once we sort of figured out we could use GIFs in that way, uh, we sort of started incorporating them into it and and the rest was history. And the best part about it is the fans are involved. A lot of it is fan reaction if say, I don't know, Georgia Tech wins. (laughs) What a a Georgia Tech fan, what are they like? It tells you a lot about, each um, each fan base. And that's where I want to go next because we had NC State Duke at Cameron on Big Monday. Yeah. And we'll start with the game in itself. And I, I want to do, I want to stay on this topic for a little bit. I want to do a, a little bit of an oral history. So the Duke narrative, I find incredibly entertaining this year, not only because I feel so vindicated on what I said about Duke at the beginning of this podcast, but the the college basketball people, the Billises, and so, you know, some of the North Carolina analysts very excited and aroused by that Duke second half against the bad Miami team in Durham. And they were about to lose it, literally, physically, and emotionally out of jubilation. Then Big Monday happened. Big Monday was the biggest monkey wrench, I think, of the ACC season. So let's go there. When did you actually think NC State can win this game? Because... NC State fans heading into this game every year, or even the North Carolina game, think that they're like on par. They think that the Valvano years were two years ago, but they weren't. I mean, they were decades ago. And every time well, I see, and every time I see NC State in this hostile environment, I I don't think I ever really believe they're going to win. Or same thing when they're at North Carolina. Did was there a time in this game where you're like, wow, they could actually do it this time? 
Well, so sort of a complicated answer. Because I was going to say, I think you mischaracterized state fans a little bit. They want to be back to that place. And they think that they could and maybe should be. But they recognize where they are right now. And that is the sense of dread that sort of accompanies every single game. And especially a game like that, you know, (laughs) going into camera in a place they haven't won at all since 95 and haven't even beaten Coach K there since 88. Um, (laughs) You know, that's a a place of dread for them. So is Chapel Hill, for sure. But they also know their team well enough to know that every now and then they do something stupid that are supposed to. And sometimes that's a bad thing. In fact, often it's a bad thing, like losing at home to Georgia Tech. But sometimes it's a good thing, like like beating a team they have no business beating. And I I, I don't know that I would say Duke quite that. I I, I don't think Duke – I would – well, I would definitely say Duke's not a top team in the country right now. They're certainly very difficult to play in Cameron, though, always. Oh, and, sure, yeah. and so, like, for them to do that, honestly, I thought they could win when they were up, I think, six points with, like, a little under a minute left. I said, <laughs> yeah. they could actually do this. That's how long it but took. But honestly... <laughs> it took that long. I, I'm with you. Right, but it, not until the final buzzer sounded, because, look, you've got the ball back with down two, you know, with plenty of time to get a shot off. It happened, but I... That, at that moment, even in that moment, I was thinking to myself, oh, God, they going to find a way to lose this, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Sometimes it takes till the final buzzer. I, I mean, I remember the most recent, this is an NBA example, I hate to draw off that, was when the Cavs beat the Warriors in Game 7. It took until the final buzzer for me to actually believe that it happened. And that's sort of how I think the NC State narrative was. So, next point of this game. The Gottfried hugs in the immediate aftermath, they really were something. <laughs> They were hugs where he wouldn't let go of the players, and then he close talked to his players for a couple seconds. Mid embrace, Abdul Malik Abu looked really uncomfortable, as did Dennis Smith on the court with these hugs. And then the locker room group hug was just the culmination. It was the best. Uh, were you at the game? Can you can you take me through what you saw? I was at the game. Now that part of it, of everything is a little um, based on where I was sitting. Especially, I didn't get a great view of that because you're sort of. You know, basically, once a game's over at Cameron, you're you're trying to get the heck off the oh, yeah. as fast as you can mm-hmm. because if you don't, there's like a sort of a handshake that goes on or a high five situation where the players walk by. If you don't get out of there on time, like you're literally going to get like crushed in the sea of humanity that like leans over you to high five the players. There's nowhere for you to go, so <laughs> you sure. just try to get out of there as soon as possible. But yeah, I definitely saw that. I definitely saw the dunk after the buzzer. I'm still shocked by that. And I think there was just a lot of emotion there on a lot, like from the players and the coach, just, you know, they, they haven't had the kind of year they wanted at all. I, in fact, I think Duke and state are kind of similar in that way. They had not had the kind of year they wanted. They all thought both teams thought that they would do something better than they've done so far this year. And I think, for them to get a win like that, it, it, and you know what? Coach Gafford is sort of stuck with his team, even after they lost at home to Georgia Tech, right? He was sort of telling his team that, look, I still think that you guys are capable of doing everything we thought you could do. There are people that mm-hmm. laughed at him for that, and, you know, understandably so. Uh, but he stuck with it. He said, I know what we're capable of doing. And, and I think of, ultimately it seemed like his team listened to him and heard him. And, and, and a win like this, does it mean a lot in the long run? Maybe not, but it does sort of send a message to those guys that, hey, maybe Coach has a point. Maybe we are capable of more than we've shown so far. So how hot is Gottfried's seed right now? Is it somewhat hot? Is it hottest in the ACC, or is it Buzz Williams in a three-piece suit hot before halftime? Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's that hot right now, honestly. Partially for for one of the same reasons that um, I don't know if we if you and I talked about Dave Doran at all in football season. Debbie Yao is, um, I believe, she is retiring in like 2019. 
2019, something like that. So yeah. her tenure's coming to an end soon. And I really, no one thinks that she's going to, unless she absolutely has to hire a new coach for either of the main two sports on her way out the door. That's just not, she doesn't want to leave the sort of a lame duck, essentially coach in there with a new AD that didn't hire that coach. So that makes sense. I don't think that she, yeah, I don't think that, she, I don't think we'll see her do that unless she absolutely has to. And, you know, frankly, I wouldn't, I don't think he's the hottest in the ACC at all, by the way. I think that might belong to Brad Brownell at this point. Oh, no doubt. That's that's, <laughs> Oof. that's a good point. Lauren Brownlow is with us. All right, finally, we're, we're going to wrap up this big Monday shenanigans. I really just want to study NC State fans as naturalists study, like, in the Galapagos because almost nothing surprises me anymore when I see these fans, but I have to admit I wasn't quite expecting a mob of pack fans semi-rioting, greeting the team as they returned from the 27-mile trek. On a Monday night, I, I remind you, <laughs> it's just Monday night after defeating an average Duke team. Just to paint a picture for those who didn't see it, I mean, they're, yeah. they're parting like the Cubs were outside of Wrigley a few months ago, you know, celebrating a 3-5 and team. But, I mean, there's people dancing on Jeeps. This is a shirtless guy, you know, in oh, yeah. January weather. Like, just take well, me inside the NC State fan. I, I want to I wanna understand. Well, in the immediate aftermath of that, you have to kind of go, okay, we are dealing with college kids who will not, they don't need too much of an excuse yeah, to act right. a little crazy. You're right. You're right. So there's that. And also these college students, as crazy and depressing as this is going to sound, were not alive the last time State won at Cameron, a lot of them. So <laughs> in 95. By the way, that yeah, was not we're that getting long old. Ago. We are getting old. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. So you know, there. This is an experience they've never had before. And state fan, you know, it, it, you're right. They are worth studying because honestly, this, it's some. Of, they're some of the most loyal fans in the ACC, in my opinion. They're very passionate about their teams, and they do it in spite of being disappointed over and over and over again. You know, by both by both their football and basketball teams. Sure. There's, there's something to be said for being mediocre. It's certainly worse than being terrible, right? Yeah, it's certainly not as bad as being terrible, but it's almost like a tease, you know? So it's almost like they have these moments where, you know, in football they might knock off Florida State or come close to knocking off a Clemson mm-hmm. or something like that. And in basketball they might knock off a Duke or Carolina here or there. But it, it doesn't, you know, then they might turn around and lose to someone terrible. It's just this weird swing of emotions, you know, that it's, <laughs> it's hard to get a handle on if you're a state it fan. Is. But they, they just keep coming back, and, and they have a term for, you know, when bad things happen to them down a stretch of games. They call it NC State, and it's an obscenity that I can't uh, fill in there. Um, that's well said. Blank. It's well said. Yeah, and 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 so yeah, that's 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 sort of how they view things because they're always in that position, right? They're always in that sort of close game position, and sometimes it turns out well for them, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's an emotional roller coaster ride for them. I think they can get to mediocre this year. Now, last year, I think they were an absolute train wreck, but I think they can yeah. get to new uh, to mediocre. And we we don't have to touch Duke because if you <sighs> your listen, our listeners out there, we said it back at the beginning of January, and once again, Luke feels very vindicated. So let's go to some thoughts from last night. Virginia Notre Dame thoughts. Are you back in on UVA, or were you ever out on UVA? I'm not out. I mean, look, they remind me a little bit of a team like Carolina in the sense that for the most part they've been very steady, but they have one head-scratcher loss that you go, what? The pit loss is looking very strange. Right. And look, I wouldn't have thought that pit loss was that bad either, but it just keeps looking. And I see UVA fans joking about it all the time. That just keeps looking worse. That's its only ACC win, which they, is insane. They were red hot behind the arc, and they got some <laughs> yeah, whistles, totally. and, that, and that's really all it took. And they got it was yeah. an overtime loss, but yeah, 
And yeah, and Carolina lost at Georgia Tech in a game where Carolina couldn't seemingly hit the broadside of a barn. Um, Georgia Tech wasn't much better, but they hit more shots than Carolina, so that'll do it. But yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those years in the ACC too. I think where it's like you're gonna have games like that, you're gonna have losses like that, and performances like that. But the steadiness is something that you can sort of look to and gravitate to. And I think teams like uh, Louisville, Virginia, Carolina, Florida State. Um, although I keep waiting for them to take a, a little bit of a stumble just because they're so young, but it just hasn't really happened yet. They're very good. Um, uh, those kinds yeah. of teams with, with that, that have shown steadiness are teams that impress me, and Virginia is certainly one of those. And what they to do what they did to Notre Dame last night, you don't see Notre Dame lose patience and, and get frustrated that often, but you definitely saw that last night, and that's as a testament to what UVA can do to you. Now, the reason I love talking to you is because you notice other things besides from just mere X's and O's. So... Here's something else I noticed about last night. You know it's bad when Rex Fluger's hair starts to look normal. That's the Virginia effect <laughs> this year. And that's how far style has fallen for men in this generation. And I, I mean that, you know, sincerely. You know, women still look great in 2017, but good gracious. It's not even Parentes anymore. I mean, Kyle Guy obviously is the case example. But what is going on with basketball hair these days? I mean, Seth Allen's doing weird stuff. Everyone's doing weird stuff. Are, are, do you like yeah, this? I, are, are you opposed <laughs> to this like I am? opposed to it i do notice it though and i will make note of it like for example um i don't know if you remember back in 2015 when duke won the national title all of their players had a hairstyle that was basically sort of not getting their hair cut essentially sort of an unruly uh, a lot most of their starters had that kind of hairstyle which was sort of an unruly uh you know mop of hair sort of thing and so they called that the the duke starting five haircut and uh, I have noticed that when, when I see a player with it now, I notice it, and I will, I will note it as such. Like Joel Berry has that for North Carolina, and mm-hmm. he's playing very well, not coincidentally. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those types of hair of hairstyles. And then you, London Perantis has sort of the eraser head look, I call it. Jonathan Isaac also has that look going on for FSU, like the hair straight up. I kind of dig that. The reason um, London likes it, I think, and this is my personal theory, there's an emoji of... One of the Buckingham Palace guards, which yeah. looks exactly oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. him. So I don't <laughs> think it's going anywhere for the rest of his life well, since he has that emoji. And the other, you know, there's another Virginia hairstyle that I've been getting a lot of questions about, and that's Kyle Guy's man book. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I, you know what? That, I've, I've, I appreciate that from him, though. He's a kid that's not afraid of, of anything. This is true. So, I, I I respect that because that's a hairstyle that's going to get held up to some ridicule, and I don't think he cares a bit. So no, was being I appreciate that about him. He was being ridiculed last night. But all in all, the takeaway from last night is Rex Fluger no longer has the crown of worst hair in the <laughs> league. So, LeBron, Lo- <laughs> we got to close with some rapid fire. And some right. of these are going to be random questions, but we have to go over some of them. Which is more exciting for you, the ACC tournament or round one of the NCAA tournament? Oh, ACC tournament. I'm with you. Are we in the minority here as far as Atlantic Coast Conference fans are concerned? Probably, I think maybe casual fan uh, likes the NCAA first round a lot more because there's a lot more potential upsets that could happen. And not to sound snobby, but I think for the most part, when we're watching ACC hoops or uh, you know the teams that we are paying attention to, probably won't or shouldn't have a ton of problems in round one. So <laughs> it's yeah. not supposed to be a suspenseful day. Let's put it that way. This is true. And I, there's something about the Greensboro Coliseum. I already miss it. Can we, when can <sighs> we go back? Can we go back soon? I mean, DC was. Well, DC parking made me upset. That was what upset me about last year. And I, I don't think I'm even going to brave New York. I don't think I'm going to. I can't do Brooklyn. 
Yeah, I hear you. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know when we're coming back. I, I think there are a lot of us around here that certainly hope it's sooner rather than later. But that's a bummer. Um, with the way things are going around here, I don't know that yeah, it'll that's, be any time Yeah, this is soon. true. Okay, back to rapid fire. That wasn't rapid fire. New Year's <laughs> Eve. Are you in or out on New Year's Eve? Uh, was in this year and regret it, so maybe out. <sighs> well, I'm disappointed in you. That's a big point of contention on this podcast. Valentine's Day, are you in or out? I just said that because it's coming mm. up. Out. Okay, good. Which coach has the best hair in the ACC? I just turned the table. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, best hair coach. Oh, my gosh. So many of them have none, so it's hard. Yeah, you could just say bias. Uh, just... That's true, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's no real good hair, honestly. If we're oh, being, that's if a we're good being answer. Frank. All right. Are neck yeah. pillows on airplanes acceptable for men? Are what? Neck, neck pillows. pillows. Sure, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. All right, Lauren Brownlow, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we, games this weekend. Since we're in the business of predicting games, uh, you're going to step in and be our guest predictor for three games involving the Triangle teams. Certainly, I, I'm intrigued to see how NC State does going down to Louisville. Um, I think it's asking a lot for them to knock off two top, you know, 25 teams on the road in back-to-back games. But um, I think they match up okay with Louisville, and they've certainly played them pretty well in the past. So yeah. that's definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on. And How about, Carolina and Miami, that's one of those tricky ones, too. I, I don't, that's never an easy place to play for whatever reason, even though Miami's not good this year, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, so I'm going to make you pick these three games relating to teams in your realm, okay? Wake Forest okay. Duke is your first game to pick. Second, uh, Carolina-Miami. And okay. then third, NC State and Louisville. Uh, I think I have to stop picking Duke based on reputation, so I think I might have to pick Wake. It's at Wake. Uh, it's in Winston-Salem, and I right. agree. Right. Yeah. Like, do I think Duke's going to lose two in a row like this to N-State? No, but at the same time, I, I just think Wake's got to win that game. I'm going to pick Carolina over Miami in an ugly one, I think, and I'm going to pick Louisville. I would have picked State if they had lost to Duke. That is very wise. I'm with you there. I think Miami is horrible. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league, and uh, Louisville is on the upswing. Anyway, Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. That was too much fun. We will follow you <laughs> at LeBrownLow and look for your columns. Every listener, go there, pay her a visit. Uh, and yeah, as always, Lauren, it's a pleasure and just too much fun. We'll do it again. All right, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so that's that. Good stuff. Oh, man, she was great. LeBron Lowe. Yeah. Man. And a couple of those questions were authored by you two. I'm not going to tell which the audience which questions were authored by the two of you. The only issue I the have. The bad questions, that, that's yeah, all yeah. The yeah. only issue I have with that interview was the mispronunciation of the word GIF. <laughs> Guthrie. You really want to devote your you, time to this? Guthrie, can you please correct him quickly and we'll move on? It's, it's GIF. Fine. Thank okay. You. It's, it's not open for debate. Alternative facts. It's gifts. I love the insight on Godfrey's uh, job security there. I, yes. I, I yeah. was not aware the of the factor. AD's yeah. contract situation. Yeah, that I mean, that is that is interesting. Yeah, that's great I, knowledge. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I just wanted to hear like what what she had to say about that. That, that was my question, by the way. But um, I, so I, his his contract was just renewed last last season. It was actually the day that they lost to William and Mary. It was the season opener. Huh. His contract was renewed. And before or after the game? <laughs> it, was, it was before the game. At halftime in a luxury suite? <laughs> Maybe that's why they lost. Just, he was focused it, on contract. Well, it just seemed like a very odd time to renew a coach's contract. You show faith in your coach? Anyway. Well, looking at NC State history, they've had no problems dispatching of Herb, who had he was under contract when he was torched. So... And he was a very good coach, mm-hmm. I would like to remind everybody. Yeah, he was. 
And Sydney, maybe it was the red suits. I don't know what what his eventual doom was. Maybe it was losing records, but you know he was under contract too. Maybe not as far as as Sendek. I can't remember that. But anyway, okay. Let's get let's reflect on on Tuesday's games because that was important. Mike, you're gonna have to splash around in the Virginia kiddie pool with us. You're, <laughs> no, you're welcome I'll, to come in I'll and observe. splash around. I'll, I'll be the drunk uncle that observes <laughs> and makes sure you guys don't drown. Uh, but yeah, I'll sit on the sideline. All right, and, and right. play that role well. Taylor, yeah, you Taylor Guthrie, so well. are we ready to jump in full force? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Gosh, this Virginia team—they keep proving everybody wrong, and <laughs> it's Sorry. true. I thought they were done. <laughs> I thought they were in for it yesterday, and. They just came out and and all of a sudden it's a double digit lead with four minutes to play or three minutes to play and you're like what just happened? Now I know Notre Dame was cold, but I thought Matt Farrell was going to be able to slice them up, but he and the new London Parentes regained the title. Of best Early, point guard in the ACC, he regained the title and that's official mm, now. Yeah, he started with the title and then I got swept up with uh, Matt Farrell instead of Mike and reasonably so he was playing better until last night and then London Parentes who had a fever and didn't eat all day just decided to say I'm, I'm going to take this game over and I'm, I'm going to beat Matt Farrell and he did. Yeah. I mean, so I mean he, it, he regains the title, right? I thought because uh, we're not uh, we're not including Joel uh, Berry, his combo. He doesn't count. No, 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 no. We're we're, we're forgetting and if anybody a very, says if anybody says Dennis Smith Jr. just yeah, that, that GTFO. Is, it's like just get out. What, what are you talking <laughs> about? What are you talking about? Huh? I mean, he's he's the best point guard in the ACC. Are you, t- are are you serious? About. Yes. No, he's talking about Prontes. Who are you talking about? Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, maybe. I you don't guys, know. you're you and my different, boss, different have I, have had are under the influence of some mind it, trick. I don't understand what the debate is here. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is yeah, his team is three and five. His team is three and five. And like it, that doesn't make a player any less valuable or any less if you incredibly Smith talented. Jr. into the UVA lineup right now. Would if you switch the two of them, NC State would have a better record and Virginia would have a worse record. Wow. I I I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about that. Oh god. Honestly. I mean, Prontes has averaged about 17 a game over the past five. He's definitely stepped it up. I mean, since since play has turned to the ACC. He's also a better defender. Yeah, he, he's a much better defender. Yeah, I, and he's a better he was, passer. I don't care about Dennis Smith's assist totals. If you're do, if you're looking at those, you're not looking at a per 100 possession game basis, which is the law of the land. And in this room, we abide by Kenneth's laws. Okay, yeah, Kenneth's pace, laws. Pace free. Pace free. <laughs> uh, so I will. I will. I will credit you. I think London might be a better point guard for the system that Tony Bennett has at Virginia. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fair at all to Dennis Smith Jr. to say that London Prentice is the best point guard. In Dennis the Smith ACC. Jr. has has one memorable game in ACC play, and that was the last one. I mean, this is a classic. It was quite memorable, though. To me, this is just the classic, like, who's the most valuable college player versus who is the best player. If you're, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. will obviously be, is the much more attractive NBA candidate, and mm-hmm. he's probably more talented on a level of, like, on just a, talent level but I mean there's an argument to be made for Prontis he's definitely last run time I checked Dennis Smith Jr.'s team still sucks okay and he has some pieces Abdul Malik Abu is good okay he's a good well, player as you're saying Gottfried you, you are not a fan of Gottfried and that's a big difference between him and Tony Bennett okay fine enough of this subject enough of that. let's get yeah, back to Notre yeah. Dame what happened to Notre Dame in that game it, it's kind of perplexing I mean they they got to the foul line more than Virginia, I believe. Yeah, they and they didn't. They didn't even shoot very well from the foul line. I, 
that it, it just seemed like they were completely off. Like it wasn't even that they had so many contested threes in the first half alone. I remember, you know, multiple wide open looks. Uh, they were just clanging off the rim. Yeah, they they couldn't DJ hit a Beecham. shot. Right? DJ they, Beecham. Yeah, there was no, there was a stretch. one of ten. There's yeah. one of ten. I think. Man, there was a stretch in the first half where he got like three straight wide open looks and he just bricked them. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, but, as, but they started okay. Vestoria was hot early. Right. Colson was playing great early as mm-hmm. he's been playing great. He's the first team All ACC year, I think. Absolutely. The most, he's got to be. He's got to be the Notre Dame representative. And if we're revising our picks, which we should, because picking preseason, you know, come on, it's tough. We haven't even watched a game. I would I would redo everything I saw after I think, the first I mean, game of the Colson year. I think Bonzi Colson is he might be he's in contention for ACC Player of the Year possibility. Yeah, I mean he's great. The thing that impressed me about UVA's defense in this was, yeah, Notre Dame was off, but like I was kind of always waiting for that moment where they just catch fire and they hit a bunch of shots in a row, mm-hmm. and in three minutes they pour in you know eighteen points or something, and uh, UVA really limited their three point chances in the second half. Notre Dame only attempted part of this is a tempo, but they only attempted 18 threes in this game. And like, well, part of the strategy, every other game is like t- mid 20s is the lowest amount of threes they've ever attempted. Part of the strategy, and this is coming from yeah. Bennett, which I heard earlier today, was that he wanted to run offense really hard and really fast and try to get their legs weary. That was part of the the strategy heading into the game: just run the offense, mm-hmm. want people flying off of screens. We want them chasing a lot. We want long possessions. Because they never play their bench. Yeah. Exactly. Exacerbated by that, yeah. And they shot better in the first half than they did in the second half by far, so maybe there was a little something to that. But anyway, another thing about Virginia, last point, they hit a lot of tough shots, and they keep hitting these tough shots. Like, Shayak is, you know, he's on the dribble, and he steps a foot inside the three-point arc, and it's almost a, a 55% chance of going in. And then you have Devin Hall who can just stare somebody down and hit a three. It's it's a weird team, but it's working now. Is it sustainable? Well, it's been sustainable through what the five game winning streak. Or Peronte is just a D and three team taking I don't know. a Enough super deep three. What else happened last night? The Louisville destruction of Pitt. Guthrie mm. would like to take the floor on this one. I don't know why Guthrie gets off to Pitt losing so badly. But every time that it happens, we get a text message alert. Mike, are you aware of yeah, this? Yeah, I know. I, I keep thinking it's like an Amber Alert in my area, but no, it's just Pitt <laughs> losing. I get like five texts in a row. It's, oh know? my God, Pitt is horrible. I, I, I honestly think that Pitt is the worst team in the ACC. Well, they are right now. We They're know one that. Six. We know that. <laughs> I mean, end of the season, it they are going to be... It could be Miami. It could be Miami. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Uh, end of the season, they're going to be bottom of the ACC in the standings. Yeah, they may, they yeah, may be, probably. but I still think they should have one first team All ACC. I still love Jamil. Lewis. I mean, they have two. They have two <laughs> that are in the discussion, like the the top two like scorers in the ACC or something like that. Yeah, two yeah, of the top two five. Two of the top five. Yeah. Are they yeah. the NC State of last year? Uh, NC State last year was probably better. <laughs> you know, I just they just don't have it this year uh, down in down in the zoo. Stallings um, got tossed in that game, also. Oh, did he? I didn't see. Oh, wow, did he really? You guys, need I, to, I, I, I wasn't your paying broccoli. attention. Eat your broccoli. Eat your, I, I only watched the first half. It was forty and fifty uh, points, or what was the lead? It's one of those games you switch out of in the second half, and then you gradually watch the. Mike, score can we splash around in the, the Louisville kitty yeah. pool? For, can we? Can we splash in the Louisville kitty pool? Oh the, yeah, sure, let's sure. Do it. Let's I, do it. Hey, look, I you know I love Louisville uh, pretty hard. You know, the the problem is the injury bug that's hit them recently. Obviously, they they're not going to have a true point guard with Quinn Snyder out. Tony Hicks will be out now also for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I worry about them long term. I just don't know who's going to control the pace. Your for boy them. Donovan Mitchell. 
Yeah, I and that's what I don't love about it. I mean, I don't he, love him initiating the offense and then <laughs> and then once, getting the ball back and shooting it. Yeah, yeah I mean, what, it's like he's going to hand it off. <laughs> he's to, like, I'm going to hand it off, then go around the down screen, run the baseline, and catch it in the corner and make something happen on a drive. Yeah, that seems exhausting in what I would call maybe not good <laughs> offense. Um, you know, so and really, VJ King's going to have to step up here. I mean, he's shown flashes. I think people have been excited. Uh, for him in Louisville, but re- recently, you know, he hasn't been playing a lot. I mean, he's been playing maybe it's, averaging about 10 minutes a game, played a lot against Clemson, played a lot against Duke. Uh, we need to see more of him uh, there if, if they're going to hold up to my number two ACC prediction. It's going to be David Levitch. You're going to see David Levitch play more. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Kentucky boy. He's Ryan the guy. Hold on. He's a guy. Mike, last episode you said they would win the title. Oh, did I? Well, yeah. that's the ACC tournament, right? No, the regular season did title. I? Yep. Well, you know what? This three notched is excellent. Okay, <laughs> like I and maybe I still believe that. Maybe I don't. Well, who's um, going to win the title then? I, the team who I UNC said UNC is too good. That's the problem. UNC's a little too good. But but anyways, back on my Louisville train. Uh, you know they they got through what I thought was a pretty difficult stretch there. You know I thought they were going to be playing. They had Duke. They had Clemson. They had Florida State. You know I thought that those were three tough games for them. They won two out of three. Didn't beat Florida State on the road, um, but still came out and responded well against Pitt. I'm interested to see how they do about a month out. If they can get Quinn Snyder back for that Virginia game, uh, I guess it's not a month out, maybe th- yeah. two weeks out. If they can get Quinn Snyder back for that Virginia game, I, I think they could go on a nice run here where they win seven or eight in a row. I still see them as like kind of the same way we've been talking about them all year. If they can play their, you know, their game plan, their plan A, they're going to wreck people. But if there's any team, if you look at the teams they've lost to, it's because those teams, Virginia, Florida State, Baylor, Notre Dame, have been able to take them out of that or make them, force them to beat them another way. Right. And there's not really, they don't really have the ability to switch to gears. Just teams who don't give up easy baskets. Right. Uh, they should have never just lost even, I mean, even Notre game. Dame kind of gives yeah. up easy baskets. They just won in a different way by, you know, they were home. their offense. Yeah, and home. Okay, speaking of the title, this leads to my question, which you're not prepared for, which I love. I, I love throwing a question that you have not prepared for. This is going to be at Taylor? It's mm-hmm. going to be at Oh, all, good. It's going to be all, at Taylor first so he can get yeah. super frazzled. This is my favorite part. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to let you guys go My for headset it. is already I'm not going to say anything, but okay. Okay. I might mute your mics if you if you cannot get this right. There's five, oh, I can't wait. There's five teams who can win the title. There's five teams, and we know that for sure. Okay. No more, no less. There's five teams on this date who can win the title. Mike, tell me who they are. Okay, okay. You're making me want to say you're not. Forest, you're so not going to like like <laughs> three of them. Well, but yeah, sure. Then you're then you have a liability. You could okay. be there are three teams that can win the title. There's five. They, five there are right three now. There are three real teams. Okay, but five. okay, we, five teams. Fine. I'll play your game. You silly little man. Are you are really going to count? Are we talking, really regular, are we regular, talking season. regular season or tournament? Regular, regular season. season. That's what, oh, let's talk tournament. That's the stupidest thing ever. You said, <laughs> tournament's right, more important. Let me go on a soapbox for a minute, okay? Which uh, is more important to you, regular uh, season or tournament? Listen, well, you know what? The committee values the regular season champ much more than they value the tournament champ. Sure, okay. That's okay. why it's more important, okay? Like Notre Dame caught lightning in a bottle two years ago and mm-hmm. they won the tournament. Were they one seed? No. Case in point. Well, they probably should have been. They almost different. beat the I am, powerhouse I am, Kentucky team. I'm in proud to be on the different side of this issue from a committee which just now is getting into analytics and still uses what RPI. If, what if like, Syracuse? That's you, that's you Syracuse, Luke. I'm different. I'm different. What if Syracuse mind tricks everybody with his own? 
I mean, they win the title. Are you going to make them a one seed? Are you going to make a one seed? No, but I just love it. They the probably, tournament, to they me, the tournament should have is been a important. one seed instead of Virginia last year, right? When okay, they, Mike, when just, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. <laughs> but I mean, the, t- the tournament is more important to me than the than the But you're wrong. You're, well, you're what's wrong. What's the difference? It's long run versus a week. Yeah, this isn't professional baseball. This is college basketball. If the tournament it doesn't matter, why do we crown a national champion with the tournament? Why do we have the I ACC said the, tournament? I said the AC. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm just I love that the ACC is one of the few leagues that has a regular season and a tournament champ. And well, everybody, you know, they're one of the few that does both. But I love no, technically the regular season champ is not recognized, but I recognize right. it I love because that it's they more recognize important. the tournament champ. They're it's one of more the few. important. No, but listen, the but regular to me, the season is more important. Is more important. Not that the committee. So you're wrong. Okay, well that's different. I'm happy to be on the opposite side of this issue from the committee. Okay, great. Yeah, Mike, who are your teams? You have to get right. five. Don't 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 mess with the rules. No, that's fine. I'll give you five. Don't be a hipster. Every right. podcast. They are. <laughs> they, it's definitely North Carolina and Florida State. Uh, those are two of your top five. Florida State. He was getting. He just got waxed. It's Ooh, over. just got waxed. Yeah, they lost by, by twenty-two at Georgia. Yeah, by, by a team I've been talking about ben for two Lammers. weeks. Yeah, Ben Lammers and my <laughs> man Okoji out here dominating the hoops. I tell oh. you. I tell you, they're they're a good basketball There's team. Two. Quinn Anyways, Stevens. Two, um, three is Louisville. Louisville can definitely do it. They're going right. to go on a hot streak here. Um, four is going to be Notre Dame, just because they right. can they can win. And you're going to say Virginia, and I don't believe it. Um, you're going to you wanted me to say Duke, so that you could say no way and mute me. I'm going to say my fifth is going to be uh, we'll go Georgia Tech. <laughs> His mic is off. Okay, the mic is off. Uh, my, my Jeff is gonna that's pick. not the worst. That's, that's not fantastic. the worst pick. Listen, I mean, Georgia, Virginia has the tiebreaker on Georgia Tech, and they also are up in, in the loss column. So I don't know how you can say that without with conviction. Taylor, who are your five? Uh, Mike, you just ruined this segment. You ruined it. That's fine. I saw he didn't right ruin it. it. I mean, the five are UNC, Florida State, Virginia. Notre Dame and Duke. You're wrong also. Guthrie, can you get it right? The five are in in order of of. <laughs> all you need to say is you're wrong, sad. Oh, Guthrie, I'm so glad you're bringing this back <laughs> There are more in, than in five order... letters in Virginia if you're just going to spell Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, no. In order of, of likelihood. Okay. From most likely to very much least likely. Okay. North Carolina, Florida State... Louisville, Notre Dame, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Um, Guthrie got the five teams right. Congratulations. You know, his likelihood is probably wrong because of tiebreakers, but I'm not going to go there. The five so. teams in the ACC standings. Those are the five. Yeah, I Those mean. Those are the five. Shocker. Listen. Oh. I'm not, like, arguing I'm with not going to pick yeah. Virginia Tech. I agree. Yeah, Taylor, no. Taylor, are you aware of how many losses Duke has in the league? I, I, I'm not going. Like I said, I'm going off tournament, not because if you go off the regular season, you got to go by the record and all that stuff. Yes, it's the top five in the standings right now. Are we in March and we're, are we talking about tournament basketball? I'm talking about the ACC tournament, baby. Okay. Brooklyn. All right. Why don't, we, why don't we just pick a winner for the ACC tournament <laughs> since it's so near and dear to Taylor's heart? Fine. I'll take North, oh. I'll, I'll oh. take North Carolina. You guys go ahead. Go ahead. And, go ahead, Taylor. Ooh. I want to hear. I want to hear your pick. I'm gonna take. This is so stupid. Uh, I'm so excited to take somebody. No, I, I, but I'm not going to take North Carolina to be different. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Notre Dame. Okay, great. They get hot. Okay. They, they get they, hot, this baby. Is, okay. This completely got set the, derailed. Set this was the a good, on fire. That's, that's great. This was well, a good segment Jaffe. that got derailed by Jaffe and Taylor. And yeah. Guthrie is the I only mean, one who played. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Louisville uh, beating out Georgia Tech in the final. Uh, 
You was, really don't believe that. Don't suck you? it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually oh, was... I'm going to since I get to pick a, uh, the final game, <laughs> I'm going to so say right. that I'm going to say that Notre Dame beats Wake Forest in the final. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, go All right so um yeah, so actually I was going to pick Louisville as well. Okay, good. I I I think that is uh that is definitely a possibility. This mm-hmm. this team is extremely talented. Yeah. They should be at full strength yeah. by that point. Yeah. They can definitely make a run. And they and, and they can match up. I think they're one of the only teams that can match up with North Carolina as big men. You know, exactly. I, I, if, I they, think, if they if they if they avoid, can cover Barry, I believe uh, he can. Virginia. Well, no, that that's uh, I, it's a bad matchup for Louisville. I think yeah, I think Virginia matches up really well against Louisville from Virginia's perspective. Yeah. I I don't think uh I think Louisville, if they get the right matchups, they can win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely possible. Oh man, that worked. I don't out think really I well. think it's too much to ask for them to run through like an entire tournament with There that. are so many it's like pure speculation. We don't, we have no idea that's what we're doing. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of speculation. Turn into Dick Vital over here. I'm 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 tending to lean more towards Luke on the regular season is a lot more, more meaningful important. and like yeah, it actually we have some we have some, you know, data to back it up with. Right, right. It's, a, yeah. it's a respectable opinion to hold. Right. Okay. I personally like okay. the tournament. Let me more. ask you guys okay. about Gif. the. What's I'm a tournament happening. guy. I'm a you tournament don't like guy. analytics um, in the dark ages. So what's happening right now in college basketball is that they're gonna. They just announced that they're going to be releasing these power polls, right? Um, that are going to be coming out uh, starting in the first week of February. I think it's the first week after the Super Bowl or the day before the Super Bowl. So what they're going to do is they're the NCAA committee. On, of which Ken Palm has been participating with. That was too many wrong prepositions there, but whatever. Um, anyways, Ken Palm <laughs> has been working with them. So what they're going to be doing is they're going to be releasing their top four seeds in each division um, in February. You're Are cor- you aware of this? You're correct. Really? And you know what? It's only going to relate to three of us because Taylor is not going to even pay attention because he's just going to pick the tournament winners from the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the ACC, and he's going to put yes. them all in his one seeds. He's going to put them all in the Final Four. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's a moot point. Don't be upset that I like the tournament, which is how we determine winners in this in college basketball, so in upset. this sport. Anyways, I'm just saying you're wrong. I mean, go watch the Oakland A's and read Moneyball and, you know— I that like the tournament thing, too, but, but that does not determine the best team in the league generally. Okay, but I mean, there's a reason we play the game. The champion is crowned with the tournament. But I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Like, if if Virginia is like a four seed, you know, so if they're like announced as a four seed mm-hmm. in two weeks, does that put more pressure be on, a three in, on be a three UVA in two weeks. to be better? Or if let's say that you know. I don't know. Let's say the Louisville comes out as a two seed early, and people is that really happening this year? Yeah, yeah, it's happening two weeks from now. I tell you why I I think it's a good idea. News to me. It gives teams incentive. Say, here we are, and if we win out or come close to winning out, we know where we stand. Mm -hmm. You know, and I like that. You know what I think the I think one of the benefits for the committee too is that they can kind of float a trial balloon and see what's the backlash going to be. How are people going to respond? And they basically get the public. Or sports writers or whoever to vet their decisions, right? And be right. like, "Oh, you have so and so as a three C. That's embarrassing with these laws. It's like basically a, a dry run for them. It's they- also the the committee saying, "Hey, AP voters, you're not watching basketball. Right. Shame on you." Yeah. And right. I enjoy right. that. Right. I like that very right. much. And I mean, it's gonna I, kill the lines what, the first weekend because I love seeing the difference between the people who the public teams yeah. and teams that are actually you know, good. You yeah. know what really should be talked about right now is Duke 
is on the bubble. Like, aside from the fact that it's Duke, they are legit on the bubble. Have you looked at their resume recently? This is a great point, Guthrie, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up. They're not they're not they're they're not really on the bubble because of the name. Well, because of the name. Their resume includes wins over Florida. I mean, that's a good win. It's a neutral site win. Florida, yeah, Florida's a good nice. team. Yeah, that, that's Se- second best team good. in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, and after that, what? Maybe Penn State and Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island, another neutral, neutral win. Penn possibly State, possibly Michigan State. Yeah, possibly Michigan State. Name. Probably it was a better win at the time. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They 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 had early season struggles too. Hey, Guthrie, this, I mean, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I mean, yeah. a, a, a team by any other name, right? I mean, they they yeah. would they are a bubble team right now. At least looking at their record, I, I think it's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm impressed. So when they release those top four rankings, uh, you know, and it comes out and they're trying to hype people up, uh, saying that, you know, I mean, supposedly, by the way, I should say that's why they were trying to do it is, you know, they wanted to drum up more hype for the NCAA regular season. That's why they're releasing these polls that kind of give the top 16 seeds. But when they come out with this and Duke is number four, you can, what I want you to do is I want you to come in here. I want you to grab two mics, not one mic, grab two mics and just start yelling. It will just, it'll just be a 10 minute guttural yell. We'll just call it the kamikaze and we'll, we'll post it back up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, there is room. I mean, the great thing about ACC is there's room for improvement of resume. You can pick up a lot of good wins. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this, who's the candidate to pick up the most ground? That's uh, a good question. Oof. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of like selection it might, for the tourney? It, I mean, Duke, in the ACC, Duke, it could be. Like, I think that they've lost a lot of, a, really a lot of ground thus far in the season. Especially with this loss at, uh, against North Carolina State, I think a team who could gain some ground might be Virginia Tech. Oddly enough, yeah, mm. that might be my team who could gain the most ground with with a couple good wins. Because Clemson's done. We thought Clemson would be a fringe contender this year, or like in the middle. They're out. Um, so me, that leaves. Let me. Ask I don't. You a I don't. Very... I still don't believe in Georgia Tech. I know Mike does. I'm not there. I'm sorry. Let me ask you. They a had too bad question. of a non-conference. If you have too bad of a non-conference, that'll come back to bite you. That's what we know from history. What about Syracuse? Only got 12 wins Too now. bad of a non-conference, They're once again. They're 4-4 and four in the ACC. Too bad of a non-conference. They, have, they do have some pretty bad losses. Uh, I think the 33-point loss to St. John's is just it's Syracuse like and stuck Georgia, in people's Syracuse memory. and Georgia Tech are in the same, same boat right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. Georgia Tech has beaten both Florida State and UNC, and the teams that they've lost to outside of Ohio, so get rid of Ohio, they lost to Tennessee, who beat... You know, a good Kentucky team last Lost night. Lost to Georgia, who's probably... Georgia's going to make team? the tournament. Yeah. Georgia's going to be yeah. a tournament team. So, you know, I don't think it's uh, that bad. Um, if they can get to 21, 22 wins and make the semifinals of the know. ACC I tournament, oh, I think they're in. I, that's not going to happen, though. That's not sustainable. They're not going to get a buy in the ACC tournament. They're not making the semis. Another team, I mean, we can just name, like, most ground, of the teams who in can the ACC. Gain yeah. ground. Wake Forest. Say. Wake yeah. Forest. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, in, they're in the mix. They're in the mix. Yeah, they're they're in the tournament right now, according to Lenardi. They they did not have a stellar non-conference, but it they I, they have some decent wins, and you know there's plenty of opportunity in the ACC. And you know Brian Crawford. Yeah, I'm still got it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the selection committee will say. Just <laughs> Brian, Brian Crawford. I don't know first. about their top fifty. Brian Ken Palm wins, the most to lose, but Brian Crawford. Florida State, I think, has the most to lose. Yeah, for sure. And they're they're feeling yeah. themselves right now. I mean, they were until tonight. I was going to say the Georgia Tech loss that doesn't help. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I still think UVA has a lot to lose here. They have a great schedule going forward, but, you know, I, the one, fan base, I well, think, is used to being a number one seed right now. So well, no, once it, it feels like they have a lot to lose. Well, the fan base, <laughs> when the fan base saw that they started what it too, they were just like, oh, this is a different team. You know, we understand. Lost a bunch of All Americans. So what? I think Notre Dame actually has a lot to lose if they start dropping games. Their best, I mean, they have a great record. They have a lot of wins right now. But Their non-conference is softer than we, we realize. Right, it's not very good. Their best win, I think, is Northwestern. Out of out of conference. Uh, yeah, Their best non-conference win is Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you start dropping games in the ACC, you could see your seed go down really quickly. I still believe in that team. Let's preview games, okay? Tomorrow, North Carolina-Virginia Tech, will this be a game at all? I don't think it will no, be. It I mean, Let's I, move on to Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what the line is. I think it's, what, minus nine, North Carolina? That's is that too right? low. That's, yeah, that's, that is it's going to be low. higher than that. Yeah. Anyways. It's, it's in Chapel Hill. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing that uh, Virginia Tech's defense will be able to I mean, they have just no size. Mm-hmm. We, like, we what think are they that the do? line will be UNC minus 14 right now. UNC minus 14? That yeah. sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I I mean, there's just absolutely no size yeah, on this Yeah, it's, it's team. a no, no contest game. I, yeah, I also, well, somebody asked us on Twitter, I, I, what does Virginia Tech have to do to win this game? And I think they, Virginia Tech's, their offense already plays pretty fast. And if they try to get into a race with, with UNC, that's that's a fool's errand. That's that going to be a problem. problem. Yeah. yeah. That is a problem. There's some teams that can hang with UNC in that at that speed, and I don't think Virginia Tech's one of them. I. I guess they just I don't know they they have to to press the guards like just press their defense has to press out as far as possible hope to like force some turnovers which I <laughs> you know pray pray no, to the they, basketball yeah, gods they don't even t- and they, they don't have even to force shoot turnovers. they have to shoot an unreal yeah, a lot of prayers gonna be involved if they're gonna win this game they also Saturday. allow a ton of offensive rebounds so that's not yeah a yeah and, and you know who's the, you know who the best the board the best offensive more than any team. other team to Saturday. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, at McCabe's Pavilion, where Florida State just took a dump. Mike, <laughs> I love that you said they took a dump. That's that's just a, always a funny analogy to me for a team just totally blowing it at home. Um, they weren't at home. Well, no, no, I'm I'm sorry. Just in general, blowing it. You're right. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, so Georgia Tech has been playing really well lately. At least I think. Even against Virginia, uh, they were 17-point dogs. They covered by an easy wire-to-wire cover for Georgia oh, Tech. Yeah. I mean, I only see things in terms of I wouldn't of black say it was an easy cover. Or, or that was a 15-point game, solidly, for <laughs> what, a while. what do we see the line being for this game? Yeah, so I, I see it being six points. Um, mm-hmm. For Notre for, Dame. Yeah. For Notre yeah, Dame. Notre Dame minus six. Um, so, you know, again, if you're backing that out, maybe a 10-point line on a neutral floor, maybe a 14-point line at home for Notre Dame. I think people will be inclined to take Notre Dame in this game. However, Georgia Tech has been surprisingly great defensively recently. Yeah, their I defense think, is sneaky good. I think they, that yeah, defensively, um, terrific, even I'd within say. the in, with, when they got into ACC play, they have been the most efficient defensive team within ACC play in all of the ACC. They've actually, when you look mm. at def- defensive efficiency, which is true, which is mm. true, I, yeah. It is really. Well, I, I've seen is some people Jimmy giving up 110 that, points to Duke. That's that's I, no, no. I've seen, I, I, I've but, seen but, some people look make at the all point the other that, numbers. It's true. Yeah, they have been the most efficient team defensively in in ACC play. Yeah, and people have pointed okay. out that Passner, whatever you may think of his 
coaching success or you know failures. He's done, he's done well. His, his defense has always been pretty good in the past, mm-hmm. and he's done okay with Georgia Tech. He's yeah, done well. yeah, and I think mm-hmm. Josh Okoji and Ben Lammers have been a great one too. I think Lammers faltered a bit in the UVA game because he kept fading away. You know, he wasn't strong. Um, and Qu- Quentin no, Stevens, no, no love for Jack Salt there. <laughs> Jack Salt played terrific defense. Jack Salt from Wichita got his buddy down, whose name is Ben Lammers. Okay. Only Guthrie got that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a grateful day. But look, I mean, they, oh, look, yeah, okay, Georgia Tech has got a it. senior point guard in Josh Heath. They have good shooters in Stevens and Okoji. I, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to compete. I, I actually see them covering against Notre Dame. So I'd take Georgia Tech. All right, Taylor. If it's six points, I mean, I'll take Notre Dame all day. I'll take Notre Dame. Too. Yeah. It's not fun, but too I'll take much, them. too much. I, I, Georgia Tech Stevens has been good. I don't see them limiting. It's a bounce-back game for Notre Dame. Georgia Tech riding the high. No, I'm taking Notre Dame. Guthrie, quickly. Georgia Tech. Okay, let's go to the Tornado game at noon on Saturday. Clemson and Pittsburgh. So you got to get in the cellar to watch this one. (laughs) Sorry, that's funny to me. uh, So... Pittsburgh still got to go down to the cellar if you're gonna track this game. This is it. I mean, this is the matchup, right? And we this... see Clemson as two point favorites in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just take points in this game. <laughs> Anybody who's getting points, give it to me. And Pitt State having home floor and points, I'll take Pitt. And Pitt hasn't caused a turnover all year. <laughs> they are like the worst <laughs> defensive team you've ever seen. They just don't. They don't enforce uh, with any. Any kind of virtuoso. I, I like Clemson here. Unfortunately, mm. I think I think Blossom game is a really nice matchup for Michael Young. I, I don't really see Young being able to cover Blossom game out on the perimeter at all. I like Avery Holmes' ability to control tempo. Um, you know, Pittsburgh could give him some fits and get into the basket, but I don't think Clemson will have a problem defending uh, with Jaquite. I, I know I always mess that up, but um, I, I like I like Clemson here. I, I think, uh, you know, getting or giving to or whatever it ends up being, I like Clemson. Yeah, Taylor? I mean, reluctantly, I have to agree. I'm going to take Clemson. I don't like either of it, but uh, I just think they're going to be too – their defense is going to be too active for Pittsburgh. Um, I think they have too many weapons on offense. They'll squeak it out. It's also important to note that Pitt gets a lot of their points from the line. And Clemson, you remember, defense controls your ability to get to the line, and Clemson does not allow teams to get to the line against them. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't I don't see Pittsburgh really being able to score. Guthrie will yep. take Clemson. I will absolutely take Clemson. Oh, the, wait. Is that a four? Is that no, a four? We got, we got an island. Oh, this we got guy. an island. But you know, I, I, it's it's hard to win on the road. Baby, it's the hard banquet. to win on the road. I, I, it I, is. It, it. I don't think this one's like super straightforward. The zoo. I I, yeah. I do think Clemson, like Brownell, I Lauren Brown, Lauren had on the Brownlow. Yeah. Brownlow. Yep. We had her saying that Brownell was maybe on the hot seat. I think he's feeling the heat. This mm. he needs to make something happen this season. He does. Yeah. And. God, I can't believe they've lost the time's six, running out. They've lost six games in a row. God. Saturday yeah. at That's noon an, in man, Pittsburgh. He, this, this is this is it. This is, this is where game. he man. draws a line in the sand mm-hmm. and he says no more. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is when I think, Clemson's I think one of legacy the impressive begins. things about Clemson is that they're able to play such active defense and get, you know, so up in your face and push it out. When you have guys like Grantham and Avery Holmes who are committing fouls at some of the lowest rates in mm-hmm. the NCAA, which is amazing considering the amount of turnovers they Yeah, I mean, if you look I mean, at that, their steel percentage, yeah, it's really unbelievable. Point. And that's, I mean, 
It's it's not something that usually goes hand in hand. Oh, I mean, what's what's Pitt's offense going to be? What, what's there going to be the response to that? Jamel Artisan, Michael Young. I mean, going to jack up shots like yes, they did against Louisville. Yes, taking contested twos. And enough Louis- in this game. Yeah. Enough. Gosh, <laughs> you're probably Sorry, stop I could, it. I usually I don't like more. I'm so sick of this right. nonsense. I can talk more right. about how uh, how <laughs> bad Pitt is. Wasted so much time. Wasted so much time in that game. <laughs> Dude, I say we I, keep going. I hate to admit when you're right, but you're probably right. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll make one sentence out of this. I'm taking Pitt because rarely do you see a t- team who just got their doors blown off come back and lay another egg. They're at home. Clemson's bad still. And, so yeah, I'll take Pitt because I'm getting points if they're at home. Noon, Florida State is at Syracuse. Florida State coming off this loss that we just witnessed to Georgia Tech, the mighty mm. Georgia Tech in Jaffe's mind. Mm-hmm. Not in the, you know... The same person's mind, but yeah, Syracuse at home has been has been a thing this year, except for the St. John's game. Yeah, and the Georgetown game. <laughs> so, what, what, the spread is expected to be minus I don't, eight. I, who, who knows? Minus, minus well, that, we have, no, that's going to change five. after tonight. No, no, we have minus three, right? Is it minus five? You, you told me five, but Ken Palm has it three. Yeah, but I mean, that, that might that might move to pick after Florida State's last performance. <sighs> Man, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, I stand I stand by the fact that I still think the Florida State can't shoot the basketball. So very Syracuse well. is the pick for Mike and I. So I I just you know I I don't like Syracuse, but I'll take Syracuse as a dog. Leiden's starting to get it going. Yeah, he was pretty That's impressive. Good enough for me. I'm I'm gonna take Florida State. With that few points, I got to take them. I, I really thought, even with the like shooting difficulties, when Syracuse really succeeded against Wake Forest in their most recent game, it was when they didn't let Wake Forest get the ball down into the paint. I mean, Wake Forest had possessions yeah. it, in the second half of that game where they didn't get the ball down to John Collins in the paint. They just passed it on the perimeter, and that's what Syracuse wants. That plays into their strengths. I think Florida State will do that. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to take them. I'll make one point. God bless their Florida State listenership, but... I did find it a little bit amusing that they were like, "Oh, we got out of the we got out of the gauntlet. We did it. Woo! We only lost one game in the gauntlet, and then they just drop one to Georgia Tech immediately. They get blown out. Yeah, it all like, evens out. Everything's a gauntlet. The whole yeah. year's a gauntlet. Yeah, I I don't like I don't like them here against Syracuse. I, I like the Keys. Me too, Guthrie. So we're saying Florida State minus three. Yeah, yeah, easy pick. Easy. It'll be that line that's just going to be hanging out there. People will be like, why is that line so low? And it'll probably go up for Mike and I Man. per tip-off. Yeah, yeah I would if, think it'll go to at least six. Yeah, if, 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 if it gets if, too high, it'd be scary, but I yeah. can't believe you would get... If you get three, That's that seems close to me. I'm going to gonna take Syracuse. I'm going to take Syracuse. I think they're actually... They, they looked pretty good in the Wake Forest game. And I guess the games, the games that I've watched recently, so not including... Notre Dame or North Carolina. Okay, Carolina, Miami. Carolina, Miami. Carolina, Carolina. There is not enough. There's not enough of a spread in the United States of America. They have not been good at covering large spreads recently. In Coral Gables, on the road. Oh, oh, it's in Coral Gables. Can I I make a point right here? Rule of thumb: Carolina covers large spreads at home. They do not cover large spreads on the road. Our evidence of this: They covered against Florida State at home. They covered against. Pretty much everybody at home, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're great at They did not home. cover at BC. Did, they did not yeah, cover at Clemson. They did not cover at Georgia Tech. It's expected to be a five-point line. Right? Yeah, Luke, you just told me Miami's one of the worst teams. You think they're the worst team in the ACC. It's expected to be a five-point line. Yeah. 
Five. 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 Well, I only have what, five fingers. Yeah. All right. There, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's low enough. That's that? low enough to have a consensus. It's, 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 it's not going to be that, though. It's, it the line be. is it's going to no, be it's like eight move. or something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just because it's North Carolina. Any non-double digit line. Let's take it. I agree. Florida, that's, that I think is, five points. Miami, you got to take it. Five points is, yeah, that is not That's good rationale. So we're all on North Carolina then? Yep. Duke and Wake Forest. All right, so Luke, you've already said you like Wake, huh? Is that right? Or is that Taylor? I, I'm, I have a fifth row seat on this bandwagon behind you two gentlemen <laughs> who have first row seats. This is the oh, Wake yeah. train? I'm on the Choo-choo. fifth row. You guys are on the first row. Congratulations. Right. You oh. got first class. I'm in All coach. Oh. I'm in coach for Wake. Uh, we're projecting this line to be a one-point line in favor of Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, it's going to go higher. It than seems that. like it's going to change, right? That'll go higher. It's Even with go higher. the recent games, I mean, Duke's a bubble team. Even Wake yeah. is. They're Wake playing is for their. Team. They're playing for their tournament lives. <laughs> That's right. Both of them. <laughs> Dude, Duke is going to win by like forty. <laughs> I think. I just don't. I mean, first of all, Wake turns the ball over too much with their guard play. I think. I think Duke will be able to turn them over there, and defensively, I mean, you know, okay, Duke's kind of a mess right now, but. It, there's no better way to not be a mess than to play Wake Forest defense. I mean, they, you don't have to worry about being turned over at all. You, you know, you could just kind of swing the ball around and enjoy yourself and shoot threes all day. I mean, it, it, they should be fine in this game. There's no reason to worry about Duke against Wake here. I know Wake's a very good team, um, but there's no. Re- this is a terrible matchup for yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah, I, I, I would. I love Wake Forest, and I am the person driving that bandwagon in general for the season. But I'll yeah. take no, please. I'm I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, you're driving. I'm you're riding. in the you're you're riding shotgun. Yeah, I'm asleep in the in the front seat. Uh, I uh I would take Duke here too. I just think oh, God, I mean John Collins is going to get his. John Collins is going to get his. Jefferson will guard him. Maybe make things difficult, but no. I but I think the guards of Duke will do enough to bother you know Crawford and. Keyshawn Woods and everybody out on the perimeter. And yeah, because their ball screen defense has been great so far. Yeah, well, you know whose ball screen defense is really bad? It's been phenomenal. Is Wake's. And Wake loses guys on ball screens just really bad. And it, they Do you are, really see Duke setting a bunch of high ball screens? And no, but I no, just... They're no, gonna, you don't. They're going to move... Wake doesn't only lose them on ball screens. They lose, they lose guys on any ball movement. And they're very active, so they're always closing out. But there's a very fine line between... A closeout and just a frantic scramble. Duke's gonna get open shots, and when they knock him down, I I, I have to take him, especially with this line. Okay, Got are three. we split? We're Be split. Your island. I, uh, Be an the, island. No, I'm on Wake Island. I am 100 percent on Wake. Got three and this game. Game. We're on Wake. You guys are on Duke. Okay. Okay. Deal. That works. Let's go out of conference, and then we'll do a nice transition from out of conference to. Completely non-ACC games for a change because we're getting closer to the tournament time and we need to give you some information on some of these other teams. So wait, there's only one out-of-conference game for an ACC team. Virginia-Villanova, we have to talk about this game. Mm. What a matchup. What a cinematic feast, guys. <laughs> what a cinematic feast. Villanova's going to win by 50. <laughs> <laughs> you are so wrong. Yeah, you're just, you're so just going wrong. after these uh, See, Mike, the, the difference zingers. between you and I is that when I'm on a bad angle... I'll get off of it. I hang, I hang tight. You hang on your bad <laughs> angles, and you, you just, well, some of them, some of you reverse really quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, every week, you're like, "Oh, Louisville's the best team in the league." And they're like, "No, they're third. No, no, they're now they're second. Now they're first. They're third. They're first. They're gonna win the title. <laughs> no, they won't." Why don't you tell me why Virginia's gonna be Villanova? How about that? How about we start there? Well, they're gonna cover. <laughs> that's the point. So it's gonna be a three point line. No, it's not. That's a Wells Fargo against. It'll be uh, five. Virginia. It'll be. It'll be five. Villanova being minus. Yes, yeah, so right now we have Ken Palm saying it's going to be a three-point game. Um, that I I can't imagine it's going to be three or less. I just think Virginia has more dogs than Villanova does. Like I don't, I don't I still don't trust Chris Jenkins. I think that he got so much pub from that shot that people think he's a good player. I just don't see it. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, yeah, but he's not a great player. He's kind of soft. He doesn't play good defense. He comes. He fades in and out of games. So you've got Josh Hart. And then you've got Brunson, who's a head case in himself. I love that Devin Hall is going to take advantage of Chris Jenkins' softy. Yeah, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. that, that makes me scared. If right. do, do, you really, do, you really, do you really know that those two will not probably touch each other in the entire game? Is it going to be Kyle Guy? Kyle Guy going to be <laughs> driving past? So, okay. Man let's, bun. Let's, let's actually talk. Shoot, it's gonna be, who's going to I mean, it's going to be Shayok. Who's going to guard Shayok on this game? I... Ah, you gonna put really Jenkins matter. on Shayok? That that's uh, gonna would, be a why nightmare. Why wouldn't Hart guard him? Well, then who's gonna guard Prentice? Uh Brunson, man. Brunson, Jalen Brunson's okay, probably well, the best point guard. Yeah, arguably the best point guard in the country. Oh, jeez, oh, oh. come on. Good. Brunson, <laughs> Brunson is good. Brunson this is, is good. Fantastic. <laughs> it's, oh, now oh, it's, it's pretty clear okay. he's the best point guard in the Big East. But yeah, he definitely is. Is he like, better than Dennis Smith Jr.? No, let's come on. <laughs> okay, there, and there are better point. Uh, there might even be better point guards than Dennis Smith Jr. in the country. Is he better like, than Matt Farrell? P- Parenthes is better okay. than all of these fools you're oh, talking about. Let's just, just let's put move, up twenty two in Notre Dame with the flu. On. This is gonna let's be bad. On. This is gonna okay, be bad. let's talk about the actual game. So, okay, so actually, like on paper, these teams are both terrific defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. Villanova has an interesting offensive schema, if you want to call it that. The, the 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 four out one in, and yep. they're still doing the same. Like that's that's how they and Virginia made, just made had the perfect run. primer game for that. They played at Notre Dame, who yeah. is the four out one in team. Yeah, that's actually, Tony Bennett just lit up Notre Dame. Point. He lit up J- he lit up um our man, gosh, Jay Wright last year on the team that won the title. So mm-hmm. I'm going to trust Virginia to cover this. Whatever the line ends up I'm, being. I'm not going it's... against this team. They're playing really good good basketball right now. It's quality basketball, and even Mike cannot deny that. Yeah, they're playing pretty well right now. They haven't really beaten anybody. They beat Wake Forest. Oh, yeah, Notre Dame on the Wake road. Wake Forest, Clemson, Boston nothing. College, Georgia Tech. That's oh, who they beat recently. Isn't, isn't Georgia Tech your ACC semifinal Dude, they team? lost to Pittsburgh like uh, th- two, three weeks ago. It was an overtime, and they hit every shot and got a lot of whistles. So and a wing game, just like this one. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm I'm joking. Yeah, this is at they've Wells Fargo. Been, it's not a basketball. true away game. They've been oh. playing good basketball. I'm so happy. Okay, so Mike takes Villanova to cover five, what, six, whatever it is. Yep, twenty. Yeah, I think okay. you're gonna get. Okay. Really, I think you're gonna get really good value on Villanova here. I think that really? people. I think the line will be very low. I wouldn't be surprised if it's minus three Villanova. Um, I think because of the pace of play, and Virginia is a very well-respected team. I think that they will play play very well. I think people remember the game two years ago, or is it last year, when Villanova and last Virginia year. played, 
in Virginia One stuck it to him by, yeah, in uh, John Paul Jones. Well, well, Both these teams play Virginia's really not going to lose by double digits ever. Okay, it's just not happening. And and Villanova plays hasn't happened in four years. Yep. They're it's, very deliberate. So if you get out, uh, they lost big. by twelve to Pitt. Okay, okay. in overtime. Yep. In, in overtime. overtime. Okay. In overtime. That, that's a qualifier. Pitt is, the first anyways, time in three years that Virginia has lost by, <laughs> yeah, by more than 10, or okay. more than nine, I should say. Okay, double, okay. Double I this line is nine and a half. What? That's a pretty, that's a <laughs> pretty <laughs> amazing <laughs> statistic. I'm picking Virginia, and I'm hoping, like you say, that it, the line goes up. I think it's going to be a slow game. If you get a high line, got to take Virginia in the points. Mike, can you book the three of us? Sure. Okay. A plus three Villanova? No. You said plus, plus three Virginia. You were confident I mean? at plus six. Oh, so I'm actually taking Nova. Okay. My man. Only because... Reverse the, jinx? The record so far is perfect when I pick against Virginia. Oh, okay. And you're the homer. Yeah. So you, you, gotta, of, okay. you gotta play for the team. That's a wrap on ACC quickly. Non-conference games... Other conference teams. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky Kansas. Kansas. Come on, college basketball. Let's do this. Mm. I'm not as enthused about either of these teams as the general public. I've been more down on Kentucky than most people. And our friends tell us, oh, I can't believe you don't like Kentucky. Oh, this team. Oh. <laughs> just, just smack. Just, you know, like, if you can't shoot, you can't shoot. I'm sorry. All right, great. They'll win the SEC, and they'll go out in the Elite Eight. Congratulations. Yeah, the SEC is pretty terrible, too. Nobody should be making an argument on behalf of the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have maybe three tournament teams. Did you watch Tennessee? Yeah, I watched yeah, that no, game. I watched that I game. And you know what? It was it was a lot more lopsided than the final score. Malik Monk like hit a three at the end. So did Fox. Maybe it was his first three of SEC play. I'm not sure about that. But <laughs> this Kentucky team, like, come on. Calm down, everybody. But you, but Settle you, down. But you also, as you've said repeatedly on this podcast, cannot trust a Bill Self coach Kansas I don't trust team. Kansas either. So, so that's why this game is such a wash, and I don't think you should even – we shouldn't even pick this game. It's projected well, so, to be an eight-point line. Oh, my gosh. Well, whoever's getting eight, let's take them. That, I mean, that would be your your Kansas Jayhawks. Fine, I'll take Kansas. Wow. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, they're they're the overall, they're the more balanced team. Is it really going to be an eight-point line? It's got to go down. Bill, uh, uh, that's so, what they're saying. I mean, it's, Ken I know Pom, it's in Rupp Arena. Has said it's a seven-point line. Oh, it's at a that's, seven point on that Ken? is wow. that is crazy. Yeah. I know it's at Rupp, but I mean, it's gonna go. It's gotta that go is, down. That is a lot of points. Kentucky. And by the way, for those that don't know as well, Kentucky is trying to set the Guinness World Record for loudest recorded sound in an indoor arena during this game as well. Uh, well, just that to, tip, I mean, that's that extra point right just there. Just to let you know, they be hype for this game, all right? They be hype. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, they'll, they'll have um, the bourbon out. Yeah, they'll be, pump, they'll be pumping in, what, um, yeah, at least Metallica a few. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a little Enter Sandman. Yeah, sure. Um, oh. I, I, look, as a former New Yorker, Atlanta I used Falcon to love style. watching Mariano Rivera walk into Enter Sandman. Bum, 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 bum. And I then did, Virginia, like, I and then Virginia Tech stole it for their football team, and it's like they're old now. Yeah, it's great. I love that. It's like the Sweet Caroline of hardcore oh, interest. I hate Sweet Caroline. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I mean, just to stop. You're a Boston person, so Sweet Caroline is in your blood, but I don't like it outside of Boston how it's become synonymous with like kiss cams everywhere. I don't like it. Anyways, uh, I, who do you like? Got, who do you like? A little weird. I can't <laughs> plus seven Kansas or minus seven Kentucky. What do you like? Which of us has been on a kiss cam or on the table? I have. Wow. Good for Congratulations, you. Taylor. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy Traumatic for experience. You know, I can't believe it's going to stay at eight. It's, okay. It's got to go down. I'm going to hope that it's going to go down to... 
three or four, and I'm going to take Kentucky. Okay. And well, purely because I okay, want to be the okay, one, why don't we, one person on this for, podcast taking Kentucky. For consistency's sake, let's say it's let's say it's seven. I mean, if it's if <laughs> both it's, teams <laughs> just lost, Kansas just lost by what seventeen? Yeah, they got blown. Sixteen. Out. Excuse uh, me. Mm-hmm. The game is a little closer than sixteen, though. I I didn't watch. it. Yeah, it, it felt like a twelve-point game. I mean, you can't even count that. It's in Morgantown, I'm just West Virginia. That's yeah, Morgantown, where they just it lost did. to Oklahoma. Yeah, that's, you know, stop bringing up these. Facts, didn't West Virginia? Who else did West Virginia facts. beat this year? Did West Virginia beat anyone else this year? Nope, no one. Okay, just ton of people. No I just wanted to nope. see both, no one, both no one teams in, the in this game, but there was another team outside of these two. No teams. one in the ACC. <laughs> All right, All right I'm Mike, Kentucky. why don't you just right, go ahead and put a future? Go. Why don't you just put your future in for Georgia Tech to the ACC? Though? Just go ahead and put I, it. In. I would actually. I I'll wish they it. had a future. If I'll you, book it. If you ha- if you can give me a five to one line right now on Georgia Tech making the semifinal of the ACC basketball tournament, I'll give you eight to one. I'll give you uh, cash money. Fi- Monies, whatever, Oof. a dollar amount. Monies? Yeah, monies. Yes, all the monies. Yes, I would love it. Eight to one. You heard it here first. Uh, okay, wow. we'll, we'll talk off air. That's enough for today, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, I, li- I like it. really Kentucky got carried too. away on a few of these games and a few of these narratives, and I didn't reel it back in, so that's probably on me. So I apologize to the audience for that. We spent, I don't know, how much, a third of the podcast talking about Pitt Clemson. Mm-hmm. That was not my doing. Not hey, enough. Good job, <laughs> guys. And uh, what else did we talk about? Georgia Tech in the semifinals, hypothetically, of the ACC tournament. So with that said, we'll see you next time, folks.